You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 13. No. What? <laughs> Nothing. Well, you went dough. What does that mean? You can't do the 13th episode. Why not? Because it's bad luck. But last one was 12, and this one is 13. <sighs> All right, let me do it again. <laughs> let me just do it again. It Do the 13th episode. Oh, who's Jesus, making who's the mangling? shit noise? Jesus. I had to go get something. Yeah, you're strapping one on. That's what you're That's doing. That's right. <laughs> Hit the mute button first, buddy. No, he doesn't. No. No, he doesn't do that. Here we go. Professional this time. This is the one. <laughs> you are... Oh, jeez. <laughs> you are... You... <laughs> Why that? All right, here we go. Stop okay. it. Here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> it's like the guy can't do anything without making a freaking sound. David. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Stop, stop, stop. <clears throat> Toy boat. You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 14. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to 11 O'Clock Comics. I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Go ahead. <laughs> save, save the animals. <sighs> I'm Chris Neesman. I'm David Price. That was Vince B. And I'm James Rody Rhodes. Wow. It's a Punisher. They pulled a Punisher on you. They made you black. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <sighs> Surgery. They made me black, Vince. I think we need. you might have for- forgotten what I look like. You're, you're white. What? You're, you're as white as I am. I don't know about that. I'm kind of olive, actually. All right. Let me, let's just, <laughs> Bring let's the just, heat. Uh, let's just do that again. Stop. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to 11 O'Clock Comics. I'm Vince B. I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David Price. And I'm Nathan Fillion. A.K.A. Jim Rohde. A.K.A. Right. A.K.A. Also known as <laughs> Jason Wood. Is it? it Speaking of filling, did you guys? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Did, did you see the Joss Whedon musical thing Dude, that's on iTunes? That, why do you think I said I'm Nathan Fillion? That is, that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. 
What is but what is that? I'm out of the loop. Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. Apparently that, during. Go ahead. What? No, is that with the the what's his name? Who was Neil the kid? Patrick Harris? Yeah, the kid doctor. What was his name? Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Thank you. I don't watch from, TV. From Starship it's Troopers. TV. It's uh, it's only on iTunes. It's only available on iTunes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We got lots. Dur- Dude, yeah, I say- see this professional shit right out the window again. <laughs> Damn. It's, well, uh, it is episode thirteen. So seriously, now I was going to say Chris, uh, Chris. Chris led me right in. I, that's that was I have sitting here highlighted. I wanted to talk about that today, and I, and I ruined it. Yeah, there you oh, go. Okay. Actually, did you um did you get uh are, are you subscribed to the Warren Ellis uh, uh bad signal newsletter? His email us. Yes. No. What did did okay? Well, David, David is. You got that email today where he was kind of commending Whedon for doing that and putting out, you know, kind of a, a high quality, smart web only content. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, Whedon um, totally um, self financed that. Like, hmm? spent spent a what a couple hundred grand or something putting that together. That's too cool. Well, it's not yeah, like he doesn't have the money. Yeah, it was funny because uh, in uh, in Ellis's email, you know, he made it sound like Whedon tapped his his uh, his his life savings. I'm like, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. Joss probably has a couple more bucks in the in the bank. So yeah, so but, uh, so the premise. Have you have any of the, any of you guys seen it, or am I the only one? I've only Never. seen the first couple of minutes of the first. I think I stopped it where uh, where he was talking about the gold bar being transported but after that i I was going to go back to it found out that the website wasn't or hulu wasn't playing them anymore and now i'm going to buy the uh, the season pass through itunes yeah so it was interesting they right they they showed them for free on hulu and drhorrible.com and then i guess on july 20th they stopped being free and available and you had to get them through itunes i got them right through itunes because i didn't know that you could get them free somewhere else but uh, it's pretty cool so it's joss whedon and I, I don't know if it's his brothers and, or, or sister or cousins, but there's a couple other Whedons involved. And they, I guess this was all done during the uh, writer's strike uh, that was going on. And they, he wanted to do something to keep himself busy. So he wrote, uh, it's a three-part musical. And it stars three people, Nathan Fillion, who people know from uh, Firefly. He was uh, the, the guy in Firefly. The, the I know captain. him as Caleb from Buffy. Okay, exactly. That's true too. Oh, uh, Neil so Patrick- much, so much, so much better in Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, who is the the as named Doctor Horrible, and then Felicia Day, who was she was on a season of Buffy uh, as one of the, uh, I guess the villainesses. Uh, but I, I, don't, I didn't know her before. Before I didn't recognize her until I looked her up in the credits. But uh, yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty hilarious. The premise is Neil Patrick Harris is Doctor Horrible, and he's a wannabe super villain and he invents things and it's essentially uh, his video blog that you're watching but in the midst of him doing a video blog about trying to get into the evil league of evil he uh he breaks out in a song and it's these highly produced broadway caliber parody songs about being a villain and superheroes and saving the world and uh and it's sort of like a love triangle between himself his arch enemy who is Nathan Fillion, who's known as Captain Hammer, and then this Felicia Day, who's just an average girl that they both fall for. Uh, it's three-part, 15 minutes apart, and I watched them all today on the way home, and it's freaking hilarious. So you guys can go to drhorrible.com and check it out, and there's even a – I saw today there's a MySpace Presents online comic book featuring the Nathan Fillion character as well. 
Uh, it's, wow. It's I, I have two questions. Mm-hmm. One, do you have to pay for this? Uh, Through iTunes, did. yes. Do, yes. Well, how much yes. is it? It's three ninety nine for the. Oh well, I saw it for three ninety nine for the season pass, or, or maybe just three ninety nine. I think maybe maybe two bucks an episode. That could be right. That sounds right because there's, 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 there's only three episodes so far. Yeah. Well, then, see, that's pretty. Cu- I'm cu- curious about that because he tried that with Firefly, didn't he? To to try and raise money for Fly Firefly by soliciting people, asking them online how much they would pay per episode if he did produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the same thing, right? Yep. I guess, yeah. yeah. Well, these well, these uh, run about what thirteen minutes or so, thirteen fourteen minutes. Yeah, about thirteen fourteen minutes each. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it'll it'll end up. Uh, uh, it was the other thing that uh, Ellis said is that it's going to be kind of like the first I to DVD, kind of playing on the on mm-hmm. the um, D to DVD. Uh, there, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you're going to see this end up on uh, on DVD pretty soon. You see what else uh, is available on iTunes now? And uh, speaking of, of comic books and comic-related stuff, have you guys seen Invincible, the mm-hmm. uh, video comic books? Yeah. Uh, have, you, have, you, have you seen them, though? Yeah. I have, yes. Our good buddy, Mr. Vince B., I don't think is a fan, though. No, I'm not. Um, I think it's kind of... It's, it's not how I plan on reading or watching my comic books, but for I, I think it's, it's not for us. I think it's for people that exactly may be interested in comics to, um, and, and from that that viewpoint, I think it's I think it's cool as all get out. Yeah, I'm not poo pooing the too. format or the execution for the majority. For if it gets Invincible out there in front of people who have never encountered the character or the comic before, then great. But it's not for me. It's just it's too chaotic and the the words are wobbling all over the place and shit. I don't know. That's not how I want to read. My, my invincible, but it is a very good idea, and I and I hope it it attracts more because if there's ever a comic that deserves more readers, it's Invincible. But Got you're it. all about the chaos, Vince. I am about the <laughs> chaos, but I'm not about the queasy stomach when the shit bouncing all over the screen that you're supposed to read. <laughs> and uh, you know that that's the not... guy that collects four inch vinyl monsters. And yes. Has them all... <laughs> well. well... Speaking of queasy stomachs, we should probably get the drink roll call out of the out of the oh, way here before we get too much deeper. So um, uh, we'll start at the at the top here, uh, Mr. Wood. What are you drinking tonight? You know, uh, a, a good friend of mine turned me onto this cool new drink. It's called a chupacabra. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Very cool. What do you think of it? It's damn tasty. I'm on my second one, actually. Second one of the evening. <laughs> They go down easy. Kudos to you. I'll I'll leave the description to you. Where did you get the goat the goat blood? <laughs> From one of my goats. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I didn't feed my dog dog for three days, and I had him go out there and tear his throat apart. <laughs> Excellent. You must price. I'm back to uh, to the greyhound again this week, which we found out what I was calling a grapefruit juice and vodka. The actual name of it is a Greyhound, so I'm going by that name this week, and tomorrow after work, I plan on hitting the liquor store, so I hope to switch things up next week. You thank Tim for that. Yes, I can. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. And we have to remember to keep it to a certain uh, length, because Dallin is exercising to our show. So what do we do? Do we stop Tiki from going in the hospital with a stroke by going over an hour, or do we give Dallin... The much needed exercise, you know. Well, you know what? If we go over, 
then if, 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 if Tim needs to go to the hospital, then Dallin can run to his house, pick him up, and take him there. <laughs> there you go. And Dallin's such a nice guy, he probably would do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Chris? Uh, I am drinking uh, an El Chupacabra, uh, same thing that uh, that Jace is uh, is drinking, and it is uh, it's a good summertime drink. It is uh, one ounce of apple vodka, two ounces of sweet and sour mix, uh, a couple of maraschino cherries, and uh, you just mix that uh, over ice and stir it up good, and and um, yeah, just sit back on the back deck and enjoy. It is uh, it's really tart and uh and just a, a really good summer drink so mm-hmm. cool it's very tasty and the the inspiration for this drink is uh to go along with my comic shots article over at ifanboy which you can you can check that out now um was uh proof which we've been talking about on the show and uh and each week over at ifanboy i'm doing a comic shots article with a, a drink and a corresponding comic and uh the first trade for proof was uh about uh, an el chupacabra uh the the goat sucker so uh you can go over there and get the the full recipe and, and read my full review on proof if you would like yeah. Now, 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 I want to ask you something about the drink, but we haven't heard from uh, we haven't heard from Vince yet. Well, speaking of proof, did you guys check out the image solicitations for October? What does that have to do with what you're drinking? It, no, it has to do with proof. <laughs> proof is going up to three fifty. Yes, you did post that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's okay. That's worth it. Oh no, it is. It's it's very much worth it. But it's a trend that I'm not particularly fond of. Across the board, there are certain books that I will gladly pay three fifty for. Madman Atomic Comics, take my three fifty. Right. Proof, proof is the same way. Love it. Take the three fifty. But if the majors are going to notice this and seeing that it's being somewhat accepted, then I think it's only a matter of time before Marvel and DC jacks them up to three fifty. No, I, no. I, I'm hoping no. not. No, Marvel will jump right over that. They're going to go right to right to four bucks. They're already no, 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 no. Yeah, dude, they're already doing it. And and and, and so is DC to to a more limited extent. But yeah, the 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 age of the twenty two page four dollar comic is is here. I mean, it has arrived. I don't Could think you? so. Remember yeah, back yeah. in the old days, we used to jump a nickel, sometimes mm-hmm. a dime. Now it's like the last 50. jump was the. Uh, Marvel two fifty to th- two ninety nine jump. How long were they at two fifty? Because they were two and a quarter for a while, and then yeah. I kind of I wasn't yeah. reading them every month, and then I noticed that they were two ninety nine. So I don't know how long they were two fifty. It it was in 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 terms of the jumps before it, the duration to the two fifty did not last very long. So it was like the sixty-five cent to seventy-five cent. Yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and you know, DC could have been the, the the good guy. They 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 Marvel did it first, and I think there was a month or maybe two where Marvel's books were two ninety-nine and DC's were still two fifty. DC could have stuck it out with that major co- uh, corporate corporate backing that they have, but no, they they followed suit and upped them to two ninety-nine. But I, I don't. I'd be really surprised if. Across the board, three ninety nine books are going to be the trend. That that would be really shocking. I'd say by the by the end of two thousand nine, will be my uh, guess. I hope not. Yeah. What are you drinking? Thank I'm, you. I'm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm drinking Killian's Irish Red. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm a so creature of habit. They're going to be a sponsor soon, I think. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. Yeah. You could try to get Sarah McLaughlin, too. <laughs> I love, love the way you say her name. Sarah, I do that to my kids. Because you ever, did you ever see the commercial? Yes. And it's, they, they hate the commercial. Oh, dude, I, I can't, I can't I watch can't that commercial. Say, I, yeah, well, and, that's the same way with my kids, too. They see the animal suffering, they can't watch it. So to alleviate that kind of shock, I put on the brogue. And say, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Save the animals, you know, and that makes them giggle, and then I change the channel. You know, you know what Marta does? She yeah. goes over to the computer and and types up Pet Finder and and start and starts showing me all of the you know all of the special needs dogs at all of the dog shelters that, uh. that we should adopt. I'm like, stop it! Get away from me! Yeah. <laughs> it's going completely it's, over my head. What are you guys talking about? It's oh. she has she has this what the this uh, save the pet thing. Uh, what's yeah. it called? It's not. PETA, what is it? No, it's um, it's a dog rescues. Yeah, yeah, and they show these horrible pictures of like these one-eyed freaking dogs and, and just dogs that have been Joe. abused and cats. Like it's it's a horrible, horrible commercial, but it really does the job. I mean, you can't watch this thing and not feel for these animals. But what, what kills me, and and even an animal planet will do it too. Like during uh, like say Puppy Bowl or when there are what. The, oh, you've never, you've never, no, 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 you've never, you've never heard of Puppy Bowl? It sounds like lunch. <laughs> well, we're not in the right continent for that. The, uh, it, it's, it takes place, it's on Sunday, it's on during Super Bowl Sunday, it's for, I guess, for people that don't want to watch the Super Bowl, and they, and, and Animal Planet just gets a bunch of, of puppies and puts them in this room that's made up to look like a, uh, a football field and they just throw a bunch of toys in there and the dogs are just you know playing with each other and going crazy so i That's mean and weird. it's it's called the puppy bowl but <laughs> if they you know during it's not like you we're sitting at, manhood card at the door before watching that or <laughs> no it's called it's called flipping the channels dude <laughs> it's when the super bowl is on it's called watching the super bowl and then getting up to pee and have a beer in betwixt get hey, this I, well, here's something for you i have never ever seen a super bowl I've never what? seen one in its entirety. Oh no, my lord! I've never, I've never sat through an entire football game. Never mind a a Super Bowl. The most what? football I've ever watched on television was maybe ten minutes when my dad used to watch it. Wow. I, I don't, I don't watch sports. I don't think since I've been twelve, I I haven't watched the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I mean, yeah. I I go to I go to eight games a year, so I I, <laughs> I am yeah. loving all this comic talk. Yeah. Hey, there hey, you I go. Th- I, th- I tell you what, it, it it has been a huge week in in new releases and everything. And that, news. That, it's San Diego and time. News. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of San Diego talk. So, um, well, let's get this ball rolling. Is what I you're t- there, to say. There's one thing I I definitely wanted to bring up because it's been solicited for probably well, well yeah, probably whenever I was 12, I think it was first solicited. <laughs> um, the American flag omnibus finally came out this week. Yep. Did I've you never guys pick this up? Me either. Um, and I've been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. I intentionally haven't read it for the last couple of years because this has been this has been you know solicited to come out. Um, who who has it? No, I didn't buy it because I have all the issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wood, have you gotten it yet? Uh, it's coming to me. I haven't received okay. it. Okay. And and David, you haven't gotten it yet. I haven't yet. No. It is it is gorgeous. It's not oversized. It's it's. Uh, more along the lines of what DC is doing with their their omnibus line, and it's that just really gorgeous, high quality, um, uh, uncoated stock. 
So, but it's 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 actually a little bit um, higher quality page than than what the the Kirby omnibuses were. It's Jeez. the toilet paper is higher quality page. Oh, well, yeah, I mean it's yeah these these are but yeah it's gorgeous. So it, anyone out there that was looking at the the American flag omnibus and thinking whether they should get it or not, um, it, it's it's packaged wonderfully. Yeah, I had to touch one. Mm-hmm. To yeah, see if it was the, actually there. Because I didn't believe it was real. Yeah, it was like this mirage. <laughs> yeah, and I know. there you go, it was there. Well, this is one of Sal's all-time favorite comics. So yeah. he's been he's been talking about this uh, with me for a couple of years now. It's He said it was it was one of the first comics that really showed him that comics could, could do more and be more than what he um, thought they could. And right. it was really kind of the first mature title um, comic that that he ever read, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And David, who's yes, the who's the unsung hero of American Flag? <laughs> Raul the Cat. No, in terms of the <laughs> in, in, in terms of the production of the comic, who 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 usually goes unhero? Oh, oh uh, well, no. See, I don't know if I'm thinking Cam Bruzenac. There you go. But yeah. I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't consider him unsung on American Flag. I think he was as as almost as integral as, as Shaken was. No, I'm saying he didn't get as much love but, as. Jaken no, you're did. absolutely right. But I, I, it's not like, you know, I would definitely see the see the tracer. No, <laughs> yeah. bite your tongue, slick. Nut shot. That was he, great. Uh, he uh, he was he was the letterer. <laughs> Revolutionary letter. No, I'm just yes, and and he uh, and and I wouldn't. And when I say that, I wouldn't call him unsung. I'd call someone like, unfortunately, John Workman on Thor, or Bob Lapin on on uh, on Justice League, or even maybe Orzechowski on the mutant books and Spawn. Bruzenak made American Flag look the way it looked, as far as how you were going to read it. So I, I mean, I know what you're saying. Howard Shaken got all the love, but mm-hmm. Bruzenak is up there when it comes to who you you were happy to see in that book. Yeah, How about yeah. Morales' Secret Invasion? That's am, an anchor. I am not familiar with the book that you speak of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that TV show on A and E, Chris. Minute by minute. I don't get it. I don't watch there's, there's a TV show about that that talks From about Planet uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, sorry, I don't like all these guys in spandex, you know, running and tapping each other's asses. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they, yeah, they're drawn, dude. They uh, there's a, there's a show. It's I'll tell you about it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get back to the uh, the San Diego news. Um, yeah, let's do it. The the latest thing that I heard was Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver on Flash Rebirth. Mm-hmm. And the dude in the red and yellow is none other than Barry Allen. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I no. I, I don't I got, know. Who's I, I who's writing it? Exactly. Uh, that's what right. that's where I'm 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 sliding into that. If there's anybody who can do justice to the character and the history it's John's, but let's be honest. Barry Allen's a square. He's boring. Well, <laughs> no, 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 so is Hal. Yeah, no. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hal's boring. Yeah. Too. Hey, no. See, you Hal before before Jeff Johns got a hold of him. Hal's a boring fucking character. He, he is. Admit- He's been mishandled and mistreated for so many years. That, that's why they. That's 
I mean, look at it. That's why they killed him off. He was a go-nowhere character. And then John's got a hold of him, and now I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. I'm I'm with you. I I, I do like Hal as a character, but he's kind of tight-assed. And there's nothing really spontaneous about Hal, and I I see Barry in the same kind of way. He should be... Uh, not judged, but he should be known for the sacrifice. That Barry needs to stay dead, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, so but that's that, that sacri- Yeah, that sacrifice was twenty-five years ago. Right. So, but Wally is a much more vivid character than Barry. Wally is my Flash. Wally's probably your Flash, and I'm sure Tom's Flash. Right. Uh, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. you know what? You know what? It's all about good stories. If it is, if they're going to bring him back and they're going to write good stories with with Barry, and if Wally can continue to, you know, it, it's been a big enough universe to have Jay and Wally and Bart for a while, all you know, as the DC speedsters. I don't mind there being another Flash. It, it'll be interesting to see if there's like two actual Flashes wearing the same costume. But you know what, Jeff Johns is doing it. And whatever he does, I, I trust him. And whatever he ends up doing is going to be awesome. So, well, he, here's he a question for you, DC guys: um, What's the last bad Johns comic that you read? One that you didn't necessarily care for? Because I don't think I ever have. But, but I'm Infinite Crisis number seven. Yeah, thank you. See, yeah, but see, that's a case of editorial dictating what yep. had to happen. I didn't even remember that he wrote that. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know because I read, I read, um, and no, I, I agree with you, Vince, that I think editorial had a hand in it. Um, but I saw something, I read something this week that reminded me a little bit of what I dislike the most about Infinite Crisis and Sinestro Corps War, and it appeared in Rogue's Revenge, and. I'm not. I'm not really feeling what 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 Johns is doing as far as writing certain characters. Elaborate, please. Flush that out a bit. Uh, I think, and I don't know if if. Uh, if, I, think if Dave, it, I think David hears all of us sharpening our knives. <laughs> no, it's it's a hey, it's you know no, everything. Go, no, go for it. Go for I, it. Go for I, it. No, and I was, it's funny, I was talking to Vince yesterday and I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about and then he was calling me gun shy. So this is, uh, this is, this, this is the vodka, we'll say. Um, one thing I really hate is Superboy Prime. I can't stand the whiny little bitch. I don't, you can, you can. You're supposed to. I know, no, no, yeah. no, but it's not, it's not the kind of hate where, oh, he's so well written. It and and that's the reason why I like it, like a bad guy in a movie or something like that. It's, how could you? I'm not to interrupt you, but how could you say that? How could I say what? That it's not because it's he's well written. You you detest that character. The only way you encounter that character is the way it's written and the way he's drawn. Yes. So it is, it is the way he's written. It's just it's, that. Right, and and instead of instead of him being like the guy you you love to hate, it's. It was it was tried it was explained to me once that well here he is with with uh, with Alexander Luthor who was of course manipulating him because obviously Luthor had a plan which led to Infinite Crisis or played out an Infinite Crisis and but you also had the original Cal L 
and Lois, and he had Lois, you know, Cal had Lois to tend to, so he's, he couldn't spend all his time and all his attention on Superboy. So obviously maybe Superboy is going to be a little off kilter, but if you're constantly surrounded by the greatest superhero ever, it's it's hard for me to believe that he would go on this rampage and just piss and moan and cry and whine about every little thing. And I, I finish up, and and then I'll I'll give you my perspective on on Prime. But that's fine. And 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 what I what I didn't like, aside from some of the art in Rogue's Revenge, I didn't like inertia. It if 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 you, I'm reading Green Lantern, but if you're not reading JSA or you're not reading Superman or you're not reading a lot of what Johns is doing right now, and you go from Infinite Crisis and Sinestro Corps where you had Superboy Prime being his whiny little self, and even a special about Superboy Prime, which didn't do anything to make me care for the character anymore, you now have Inertia being brought back who all he wants to do is, well, I killed Bart, and now I'm going to go in after Wally and his kids. And it's like, I'm so tired of these little psychopathic, little whiny, bitchy characters that all they have is, is vengeance, and they have this vindictive streak, and it, it turned me off after I got to that part in the issue. I can understand that. I don't like Prime either, but Prime is sort of a proxy for fanboys, isn't he? I mean, isn't it really? Uh, well, where, where, what, what is Earth Prime? You know that's that's our Earth. Yes, it's our it's our Earth. He grew up as right. as a comic book fan, and his existence, his world was kind of wiped out. And and yeah, he's very uh, you know pissed off about that. And the the heroes in the DC universe are not acting like the heroes that he thinks they should be. And he is a so he's gonna he's, he's gonna rip off arms and 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 kill characters to prove that he's better than they are. Let if me he's ask this, evil. If, if, yes, he's evil, but he but but we're 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 supposed to think that he's doing what he thinks is right, and I, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 almost like they're trying to. He's I don't know. He's, psych, he's psychotic. You're, right, you're not supposed to like him, but remember, he was trapped in essentially a room mm-hmm. for how many for how many years? Mm-hmm. That would drive anybody batshit. Yes, the the the, the fact that. Superman didn't go wonky is because he had a tent to Lois and and he got to tap like, it out yeah. <laughs> and, and like you said you know he's the, the greatest hero ever so he has a resiliency that the boy did, may not have had and, and Luther spent decades priming him no pun intended for yeah. what was going to happen right and, and let me just and, say oh go ahead no, go ahead. I was just going to say, so, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you can't really... I'm not defending the character. I, I cannot stand the, the character. His his mere appearance on a, in a panel drives me crazy. I just yeah. detest him. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we're supposed to do. And I hate him for the death of Connor. That's the, the major thing that I hate. It, it, why he had to wipe away that character... We know why, legal reasons, but yeah. that 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 kid was so vital and and growing up into, he was being he's a legacy character. He was taking on eventually would probably take on the role of the greatest American hero, Superman. Mm-hmm. And I agree with to, all that. to be I mean, to be snuffed out like that was a major blow. I mean that that page had power. Mm-hmm. David, I would say this. I mean, relative to the to the Superboy Prime, and I think we're all in agreement that that I wouldn't mind if they put him on. 
on ice for a bit. But I always laugh because if you think about him, pretend for a second that any number of the comics message boards out there that one of the guys that you read a thread from every single day got superpowers. <laughs> he, he would be doing the same thing. <laughs> You're not Aquaman. Aquaman doesn't have a sword. A sword. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. All the rants and bitching that we see on message boards these days, you don't mean to tell me if one of them had superpowers, he wouldn't be blowing up the earth? I mean, come on. <laughs> so, and, you know, when really you think is. about it, that's Morrison-esque way of thinking. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's like taking the, the fiction and making it real. And it's, it's, it is a little on the creepy side, and I can totally sympathize with David. Hey everyone out there, this is Damien from Cryptographic, and welcome to Heavenside. And I've just come to you with a bit of an appeal at the moment. Josh Mendels, who we know from work as 30 Days of Night, Horrorside, Dial M for Murder, and um, the new Rune book that's coming out. He's fighting for his life at the moment with cancer. Now, one thing that I would really like to do is to put out there that Boom Studios is actually doing a, an anthology-type book for him. It's actually got a cover by Ben Templesmith. There's actually an alternate cover that's done by Josh himself. You've actually got Steve Niles, who does a prose story in there. B. Clay Moore's got the start of actually his Blue Jacket series, which he's hoping to actually come up into a series next year. So if you want to jump on top of that, you should grab that one. You have Joshua Fialkov actually doing a story in there, sort of a uh, cowboy western type thing in there as well and Cody Chamberlain who we all know from Punks the Comic is going to be doing something in there as well I really urge anybody who hasn't actually picked it up to try to order this book. There's actually two order codes for it. For the ones with the Ben Templesmith cover, it's um, JUL083759, and that book is $3.99. For the special donation cover by Josh Mendoz, the code is JUL083758. Now that one's actually going for $9.99, but also that um, Boom is actually giving all proceeds of this actually to Josh since, you know, a lot of the artists over there don't have health insurance and fighting cancer is something that's really hard for a lot of people out there. I've, I've lost quite a few friends actually to cancer myself, so I really want to actually support this one and get you guys to get it. If you're going to San Diego this year, if you hear this before you go to San Diego, I really recommend actually going and picking up a copy there at the Boom booth it's really going to a worthwhile cause because, you know, it's hard when we all donate for creators who have long gone and this is one who's still around and we want him to be able to beat this thing. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks for your time. David and I were talking and he's like, dude, I, I'm looking at this Colin's art and I, for the life of me, I can't tell you what it reminds me of. And, and he, he finally got it. And what, what, what did you say? I said, and I don't, should I preface this with how I think, why I think that way? Because I'm going to say the artist's name and the people that know are going to be like, no, I'm way off. But No, oh, you speak your mind, buddy. It's, it's um, when I see, it, no, <laughs> dude, <laughs> no, when it's, um, I, I, first of all, I thought the two page spread of the rogues coming into the room, that was killer. That was awesome. That was great. He had, he had, it was nice. It was tight. But then you get into uh, like the cops when they were taught when when they were um, looking over the files, and it's 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 like he 
you know, people might be down on Steve Dillon because of how thick his line is, but Steve Dillon knows what lines not to put in. Colin seems to want to put everything into the panel. He's like George Perez, but his 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 oh. br- his brush. No, no, I'm saying he's like George Perez with the detail, but his. His brush is so thick and so gunked up with ink that it's not even, you can't tell where anything is going in the artwork. And the colors were a little dark in this issue. But there was, it dawned on me, when I see like wrinkles or creases in in clothes and and it's a clean line. Thanks to Heavy Metal Magazine, I became familiar with the artist Daniel Torres. And he had a character called, he had a, strip called Hector. He had a, uh, a comic called Rocco Vargas. And he has a tendency to draw clothes a certain way and, and draw these characters that way. And I see his style in the Collins artwork, but Collins doesn't seem to know where to stop putting the detail in. And because the line is so thick, it gets a little garbled. So the art wasn't as clean as it could have been. And that's why the art didn't appeal to me the way it, it has so many other people. Wow, mm-hmm. Res- respectfully, because you're my 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 brother, I think you're nuts. <laughs> sure, that's fine. <laughs> but, I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't. Right. <laughs> when I look at Collins's art in this comic, I see John Severin. No, you're right, and I agree yeah. with you there too. I do see that in some of the faces. Yes, he's he's got a a way with detail like Severin has. He's got a a, a knack for. Uh, facial features and expressions and i i think this is the best colin's art i've seen in a long long time i'll it's agree almost, with you there yeah doing what he was doing on flash earlier so oh, yeah i'll tell you what it's not it's not what he was doing on omega flight oh right. exactly yeah. and yes. it's also yeah, not it's not the beyond which yes. was which was good last week a bit that that yeah. i asked you guys if if colin's was it a case of who was inking him or if he got inked because I thought that this looked a lot better than what I typically think of from, from Collins from the Marvel side of things. So yes, I agree. I I think our boy Collins is entering a, uh, a golden age, but that's just me, you know, speaking of artists real quick and then we can move on. I don't want to dwell on this, but I just have to say one thing. One of the comics I did get a chance to read this week was X factor 33 and I know there was a little con- controversy between two of our favorite Jewish <laughs> podcasters last week over uh, Mr. Larry Stroman. So just for the sake of weighing in, uh, the, the, the atheist will weigh in on this one. Uh, I, I do love Larry Stroman from back in the day, but I, <laughs> the art was a little bit existential, I think, for a mainstream comic book. Oh, I, bring I, it on. that's what i loved about it yeah none of the characters looked remotely human and i don't think that's i don't know about that siren was hot val cooper actually you val cooper actually looked like a real fucking person yeah what was that one panel where val cooper sitting in the chair and it's like she's airing out her gap like yes (laughs) (laughs) characters looked like they were straight out of freak show you, you know, I will say something, and I'm not defending anybody here. There was a very strike force moratory air to the book where yeah. there was a little bit misshapenness going on, which yes. the, I, I love that. I think it was great. It was very expressive, and I liked it. But, yeah, I can understand why you wouldn't, you know. No, honestly, it's, it's one of those things, and I think we've talked about this a bit in recent weeks. 
as I was reading it, I thought to myself, if this was an X Factor that I was reading, like if this was just a book from Avatar and it was a new new set of characters, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with it. But the fact that it was X Factor and these were characters that I've known for a long time, it, it bothered me. There See, is that's odd that you bring that up, and it's not odd because I've heard that. Uh, I mean, it's not particularly odd, but I've heard that a long time. Like this is not my Superman. When when um, you know the, the long haired Superman who was uh, when Bog when Bogdanov was drawing it. Bogdan- is, yeah, you know this is not my Superman. Why do we have to impose these these preconceived notions on characters? Like my Spider Man is Ross Andrew. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm well, saying yeah, is, yeah, it is. No, no, no. But again, I, it, I'm, I'm not. It, I would don't label one specific artist. All I'm saying is, for my personal taste, and it's only my personal taste, when I'm reading a core mainstream Marvel or DC book, mm-hmm. I prefer typically prefer to see something a little bit less experimental or existential. It's the same wow. reason why I didn't like all red on X Force, but I like the stuff I saw him doing Fables. It's it's just I, I want them to look a certain way because it's what I'm comfortable with. And it's not right or wrong, it's just the way it is. And I'm not saying he's a bad artist. I'm just saying that it for that issue I didn't care for the characterizations. Cool. Now now there is it has been stated. Actually I think there's a um I I downloaded it. It's on the iPod. There's a podcast called Sidebar where they they talk to Larry Stroman and they talk to him after the um after the what if I think the Son of Vulcan issue he did last year. And he hasn't been in comics in probably about maybe a decade. I mean, I think the last time we saw him was with Tribe. I'm sorry? Hasn't skipped a beat. And and no, he still ha- you can still tell it's a Stroman-drawn book. And if whatever he's been doing, because I haven't finished the episode yet, whatever he's been doing, if it hasn't been sequential art, then I can understand he's got, you know, he's he's going to have to get back into that grind and and relearn things i guess but if this means i'm going to get a consistent artist for more than four or five fucking issues then i'm all for it i don't care how rough the first issue might be i don't care if if madrox doesn't look the same every time he draws a duplicate because a i know he's actually doing the drawing and not photoshopping and cropping out a face putting it on a different body just to show that it's the same character i can look at the shirt i know it's madrox i'll move on and well, it, well it, it's the it's the best written X book, and they're going to continue to shit all over it by putting a different artist on it every four or five issues. <laughs> it's true. Hopefully, hopefully. X Factor got what shit that, what, on it. What, what, what have they done with that book from the very beginning? How many artists have been on no, X Factor? Ha- actually, there haven't been as many as you it. thought in recent years. And initially, and, no, ten in the last no, three years. No. 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 It started off with Ryan Sook and Dennis Calero. You had Pablo Ramondi. You had Koi Pham on for a couple of issues for an arc, but it's mostly been Ramondi. Mm-hmm. And that's where everybody's like, oh my God, Pablo's been great. And now we have Stroman. And it's like, well, Pablo did a lot of cut and paste in. Pablo did a lot of referencing. Now I have someone who's actually drawn the fucking book. So, I'll so take it's, it. So it's, so, well, it's how many, so it's how many issues? The, 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 the series has been on. Just came out. Thirty-three. Yeah, so they've only had eh, six artists and thirty-three issues. That's pretty how many, how, how, how many <laughs> of Iron Fist has? How many has Iron Fist had in in, in seventeen issues? Well, it doesn't matter because that book's dead. Yeah, but, oh, but Chris, God. that's standard fare and, these and, days. And, and sitting in for the Optimist of the episode. No, no. I mean, it's how many books there, have, is, have have an artist on for more than six to eight issues now? Very few. Yeah, I know. It's that's being generous. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, so it's not an X Factor thing. It's just a, a, a comic book thing now. Guys just yeah. don't stay on books. And that kills yeah. me. And that kills me because you had, you had Kurt Swan and Ross Andrew and Gil Kane and, and John Romita and all, all these artists back in the day and Sal Bushim and John Bushim. And you had, you had them cranking out issue after issue, month after month on a, on a title for, for months on end. And now with all this technology and, and, and these Wacom tablets and Photoshop and Illustrator and all this technology available to everybody, they can't do more than four or five issues before they need Different a break. world. Well, fans, if that you kills do me. listen to read some comics where artists stay on, why don't we give them some suggestions? Like Ryan Otley's done almost every issue of Invincible. Oh, Invincible. Almost, sure. yeah. Or yeah. Adlard. How long has he been uh, going on with Walking Dead? Walking Dead, sure. And uh, Bag- Bagley did, what, 10 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man? And, mm-hmm. and then now we've had Im- Eminem's got to be well into his second year now, right? He's, he's done No, his- not second year. No? No? Okay. But he's, he's going to be on... A while, that. he will for a while. Yes, um, uh, Mike Lark on on Daredevil, um, mm-hmm. Steve Steve Epstein on Captain America. Even though there have been fill-in issues, with, well, that, that's with been Mike a, Perkins, yeah, Perkins and Epting, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. But that's definitely Epting's Epting's book. Um, you know, it's actually been it, on. Uh, Ed Bennis has done almost every issue of the New Justice League. He, he no. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that, yeah he's that's back. Where he's, it's a double-edged sword. He's done at least twelve of the seven, sixteen or seventeen. Well, you know JSA with Dale Eaglesham. So sure, I mean, there, sure. there, there are there are a lot of books out there. But I love X Factor so much. I buy it in the hardcovers because I I like it that much. And I, I wish that Ryan Sook had been able to to do a <laughs> oh, a twenty four issue run on that. I sure. thought he was I thought he was perfect for it. And that that book probably more than any other at Marvel. Um, frustrates me because I just want to see Peter David do X Factor and get a consistent art team on it because it's such a, a good book but they keep changing art teams and it and it keeps getting mixed up in these different X events. I just want to see Peter David do X Factor. It's a fun book. Why does it have to be a part of Messiah Complex or, you know, the I'm sure it's going to be a part of, you know, Infernus or whatever they're they're calling that. You want you the know? real answer or do you just want to I mean, I know no, it's because because it's it spikes sales to have a, a tie-in. Yeah. And, and I and I understand that. But you know, just as a fan of the book, you know, and I, I'm getting to the point that you know, I, I don't care about sales figures. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fixate on that because it, it I think it hurts my enjoyment of comics. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. try not to pay attention to sales figures. Um, I just, I just want to read X Factor. You know, is there anything wrong with that? Not is there anything wrong with that? You know, speaking of Ryan Sook, I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> because Mr. Sook did an awesome variant cover for X-Files number zero, which was released this Wednesday. Oh, was it? You betcha. And if you've been to our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com, you'll know I was kind of sort of excited for this book, so much so that I postponed our weekly Guess the Banner Artist contest, and I put up an X-Files banner because I love X-Files. And so Wednesday came, I got the book, and I was so disenchanted, disheartened, maybe the word is, to hear that my buddy Chris, who I usually meet eye to eye with on a lot of things, <laughs> did, did not like the book. Can we talk about 
um, Seven Soldiers Zatanna if we're going to talk about oh, Ryan Sook instead. <laughs> no, let's talk about X-Files number zero. I want to talk okay. about it because I enjoyed the book very much. Okay. Be- what, what- now, I just want to hear... Now let's just for the record let's let's let everybody in on who's doing this thing. It's written by Frank Spotnitz. Oh, I've never X- heard of before this. Well, well, if you're an X Files fan, you've heard of him because he was the, uh, he wrote a bunch of episodes. Oh, okay. He was, he was the executive producer of a a ton of of X Files episodes. He was the executive producer for Harsh Realm, The Lone Gunman, Millennium. The guy is he knows these characters, and it cool. was drawn. Right. It was drawn by Brian Denham. And you should you should remember that name from Hypervelocity. Right. He 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 uh fleshed out awesome Adam Warren's layouts yes. for Hypervelocity and he also had a bunch of titles from Antarctic. Um what was it? a Killbox and Bit Torment, which I think is a cool name. He's he's very talented. I do like oh, his Oh he work. is. He yes. Is. And um as we said, the variant cover was by Ryan Sook. Now this is a zero issue. The regular series starts in the fall. So take that at face value. It's a zero issue. Now, Chris, what didn't you like about this? I didn't hate it, but I I think it's what we kind of come to expect with comics that are based, you know, are licensed properties of of TV or or movies. And I, I will say that I thought it was scripted well. Um, the dialogue was crisp. None of it felt clunky. I felt like it was Mulder talking to Scully and and the other characters in the book. That the that the dialogue was crisp, and I did I I, I, I tipped my cat there. The plot I thought was pretty paper thin. It's one of the things that they skirted around with in, in the X Files. That and what I felt in 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 this comic, and I, I don't know how much of it I want to spoil. I felt like they. You know, it's a 22-page comic, and I feel like once they got to about the uh, 16-page mark, it's like, oh shit, we got to wrap this up, <laughs> and and Mulder kind of just magically figured out everything that was going on, even though all of the trails of, of clues that they have been following, it was such a large leap for him to to come to that conclusion that that I, I i found it you know way too convenient um so so the plot interesting seed of an idea but i thought the execution was really weak especially whenever it moved towards the conclusion and as far as the art goes it, it's what we kind of come to expect with these licensed properties that it was it was a lot of of screen captures and you know publicity photos that i think were were drawn from, which is okay because this is marketed towards people who are X Files fans. And it's like they want to see right. David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, and that's great until you don't have a uh, a source or, or a photo reference or a screen capture for the panel that you need to draw. And all of a sudden, David Duchovny looks more like David Price. Um, yeah, more like David Price than David Duchovny. <laughs> Oh, both, sad. both, both, you know, good-looking, dapper men, but they don't look alike, <laughs> and so it, that's um, for me anyway. That that's very disruptive. Whenever I see something that is is obviously Julian Anderson to a T, and then the next panel, it's like, well, it's got red hair. You know? <laughs> um, see, now I thought I, I thought I thought Scully looked 
pretty much spot on in every panel, but I agree completely with you on the Duchovny scenes. There were scenes where they were not consistent. It reminded me of LaRocca on uh, New Universal, but oh, can, continue, go on. Um, well, you got to remember. Well, my, 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 my last thing in the, in the All time. right. Well, one second. Before you go uh, on, I just want to say one thing about capturing the likeness of these guys, of these characters. Not everybody is Mort Walker. That's all. Um, I'm, <laughs> nice. It's, it's, it's very Car- tough to Carmody do. Carmody, you. My, my, my last thing is that I thought the, the coloring was wildly inconsistent. I love some of the some of the coloring on some of the pages, but other pages, I thought it was either really bizarre or way over-rendered and, and disruptive to the art. So that that's my last thing. But on the whitenesses things, man, Buffy. Buffy is one of the best comics out there that's been adapted from a... Uh, another source material like TV, and was it George Gentry? George's mm-hmm. Gentry? Genty. That- Genty. Genty. Um, mm-hmm. I love that book because Buffy doesn't look like Sarah Michelle Geller. He has he has developed a Buffy in that comic that is reminiscent of of Geller, but it's not a straight, you know, done from the 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 press photos. I, I like that that his characters have kind of developed their own look. So I, I don't completely think, okay. agree. Yeah. As you were talking about that, I was thinking in my head, well, everybody should do it like Buffy, but I guess it's very hard to do it like Buffy. So. <laughs> it's 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 not easy, but you know, just to clarify a couple points, it's twenty seven pages of art. Ooh. Not not twenty two. Okay. Well, how many of those two, are ups? No, plus two The last two. No, that's not in with the 27. Oh, okay. 20, 27 pages of story and art plus two pages of character bios. And uh, the very last page has an interview with Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz. Now, the thing that troubles me about this series, now, I, I don't want to say troubles, but it's got me a little concerned. The events of the ongoing series are going to take place between season two and season five. So... There's okay. the pos- the possibility of stories about Scully's cancer. You can have stories with Cancer Man, the Lone Gunman. Uh, sorry, Deep Throat fans, he probably won't be in this if it starts at season two. But the thing is, it, it kind of smacks of the Fire Walk with Me movie. Now, for Twin Peaks fans, <laughs> have you ever seen Fire Walk with yes. Me? Sure. Okay. okay. What was the point of doing a film about Laura Palmer's death when you already knew what happened from the season? That's the thing that scares me about this series, where they're they're obviously targeting longtime X Files fans with this book. The likenesses are crisp. The storytelling is not very experimental, like the TV show. Uh, aside from the outlandish plots and very very deep, uh, you know, um, events that surrounded these two characters, there was nothing simple about the the X Files plots. The execution was very by the book. They they didn't really wasn't too experimental, which was I expected when I read this book. I expected to be by the numbers comic book, and that's what it is. Mm. But when when you have a, a group of people who are buying this book, and they already know where it, how it begins and how it ends, how are you going to attract them? How are you going to keep them buying it? That that's my major concern with this title. We already know how it ends. So yeah, you can you can do these awesome stories with you know maybe a chupacabra here or a bigfoot there. That's fine, 
a serial killer, whatever. But in terms of the mythology, which is what really attracted people to the X-Files, it was the mythology episodes. They can't really stray too far from what's been shown on the television mm-hmm. show. No, they're, they're going to do, they're going to do the monster of the week sh- um, right. shows. And that's, and that's fine, you know, but yeah, as, I'm far, in as, as far as I was concerned, there's a lot of better comics out there to spend your three bucks yeah. on. Well, I was going to say, I mean, this, this, if they do stick to that X mythology and more, as Chris says, the monster of the week, that's kind of in line with what they say this new movie is going to be like, right? They're, the movie, they're steering the movie doesn't the, Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if, if it's supposed to be part and parcel with, with piggybacking off the success of the movie, I, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that they would do it that way. But and, and that would work to a certain extent, but after a while, then you just have Night Stalker all over again. Sure. <laughs> you know, so, so you, Is there anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that. But being ingrained in the X-Files as, as much as myself, I want to know more about the mythology. I want to know <laughs> what happens. I agree. Does, does Mulder ever find the, the truth? You know, what I really want to see is Mulder and Scully get together because I'm an old softy. I, I want to see them suck face in this movie so bad. <laughs> you, you want to believe, huh? I, I do. Yeah, but nice. no, in, in terms of the comic, I have to agree with Chris, but that, there's a, per, a part where I, where I have to move away from him. It, it, the execution was very pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Very by, very by the numbers, but that's what the target audience probably will be best served by because th- this book is is uh, shot straight at the people who don't buy comic books. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I, you, can't, I, you, you can't get too wiggy with it. I, I even love the uh, the opening page with the credits. How, right. how almost that, that, that was, was awesome. Bub. Yes, yeah, they're they're speaking the X Files language. They're right. saying to the reader, "This is what you know," and welcome home. Which is brilliant, but they better not charge three ninety nine for it. I think that would be a mistake. What, what's the average Wildstorm book going for? Two ninety nine, right? Okay. Hey, all eleven o'clock uh, comics fans. This is Chris Chavez, Equinox on the forums, and I was calling to complain about the share the love for the independence. I'm getting beaten to death with share the love for independence. I shouldn't be buying my mainstream books. I should be buying books from the independence. Well, guess what? I finally got sick and tired of it all, so I went out and bought two trades of Dynamo 5. Yes, I am late to the party. Never read an issue of it, but I figured if I wanted to shut you guys up, I'd better do something dramatic. So I bought both of the first two trades, sight unseen. You can't get me to buy the singles, not maybe not until at least after I read these, but I figure I'm either doing my part or doing my part to get some people to lay off me and let me read my books. Anyway, thanks for the recommend. Enjoying the shows. Love the talk on the forums. Keep it up, guys. Peace out. Speaking speaking of three ninety nine comic books, yes, let's move on. Uh, well, Chris, did you hear some uh, your your boy Greg Rucka in the October solicits? Final mm-hmm. Crisis Resist Number One. I bring yeah. it up because it's written by your boy and art mm-hmm. by Mister Ryan Sook. Oh, nice. Now mm-hmm. this is uh, three ninety nine forty pages. Who's the Who's the story centered around? Um, it's it's two one shots. There's Final Crisis Submit, 
which is written by Grant Morrison, <laughs> art by Matthew Clark and Norm Ratman. And then the that's the Ying, and the Yang is Final Crisis Resist, which is Rucka and Troutman, art by Sook. Oh, nice. Uh, and it looks oh, it's like... Oh, it's a, it's a checkmate story. It, it's checkmate, snapper car, and Mr. <laughs> Terrific, <laughs> and, the, and, and Cheetah, and they're on the run from the... Stormtroopers of Darkseid's anti-life equation army. So, nice. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Checkmate, by the way, officially canceled. So, yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, I think this is. Uh, will probably be Rucka and 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 Troutman's kind of swan song uh, or or goodbye letter to uh, to Checkmate fans. So let's uh, okay. uh, play taps for that one because that was a good series. That was a smart a smart series coming out of DC and maybe a little too complex for for a lot of, of, of comic fans. But right. uh, um, it, that twenty five good issues of Checkmate that folks hopefully will will check out later later on. So mm-hmm. uh, rising from the ashes of Checkmate, another series that spun out of um, Infinite Crisis, Gail Simone's Secret Six. Mm, yeah, is, is going to be an ongoing, which is really cool. And did you hear who the quote unquote A list Batman villain is going to be? I heard Bane. Yeah, Bane. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone thought it was going to be Catwoman because her series just got canceled and um, uh, Nicola Cattrall, uh, gorgeous woman. But, but Catwoman yeah, would have been perfect in there. Oh, uh, well, did Bane, they have huh? for Catwoman? Did the oh, I guess at the panel today, so they have a lot of plans for that woman. But okay, well, hopefully they involve Will Pfeiffer. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's going to be moving on over to detective, uh, semi regularly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, oh, I Vince, bet. Speaking of San Diego news, how about a Marvel book that even you can't pass up? Yeah, Agents of Atlas. Yes. There, there's. Agents I'm sorry. Atlas. I may have a. You know, I may go limp when everyone says the M word, but I can't pass up Agents <laughs> of Atlas. Nice. Written by Mr. Jeff Parker too, so yeah. Artist to be determined. Yes. Or did we? Okay. Did Did you see my comment on the forum? Yeah, we're gonna move past that. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Let Let him say it because you know he's he's been Mr. Pissy Pants lately. No, it's like, hey man, checkmate, checkmate, twenty five, awesome. It's like it's like they 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 took away my exterminator, so I want to make sure no one has any fun. Hey, okay. What, uh, David? Let's lay down a friendly wager. Um, oh. How many? How many issues do you think Agents of Atlas is going to go? I, I I can't see. I know. I know the way comic fans are, and I, you are probably right. But I, I, just... I, I want it. I want it to go five hundred issues. If it makes <laughs> it to if it makes it to thirty, it'll be a goddamn miracle. And I, wow. I, I, I don't see I miracle might be a little strong, but I do think you're in the right ballpark, unfortunately, and that's and that's a shame. But yeah. I don't, I don't. Well, well let's let's get this down. How long well, do you say, David? No, I, I, I kind of agree with I. If I you don't figure, agree with him. Oh, yeah, give him negative karma, uh, <laughs> and sign up on the forum, and Vince will. A a karma, karma. karma. Yeah. yeah I broke the forum today twice. <laughs> I don't even want to know about that. I, no, no, I, was... I figured out how to how to give a huge, massive karma bomb because I, I use a Wacom tablet. I, I refuse to use a mouse. I just can't do it. It's like it's like a big bar of soap in my hands. So because I've been stippling, I, I can whack the tablet like really quick. If if you bring up the uh, because um, administrators can give multiple karma. 
we don't have that one hour time limit that, that right. most people have. I just sit there and I go like a little jackhammer uh, on their karma. I gave paper cut like I think he has three hundred. Oh damn! Yeah, I just kept whacking it, and the page doesn't even refresh. Okay, you just keep keep I, doing it and whacking it, whacking it. But the influx of all those hits on the website slows it down to the point where you can't. It, it it won't cycle. All right, then I have so, to I have to give you a shortcut then because you don't have to wait for the page to refresh to hit him again. <laughs> no, I I don't wait for the page. To I understand that, but no, you yeah. can. I'll I'll tell you afterwards. But oh, there's a secret. Yes, they. Mm -hmm. uh, but, Does it work uh, for a negative too? Yes. <laughs> um, Excellent. <laughs> so I I don't I so so Chris is saying thirty. So that's that that's between two two and a half three years. Um, my, my gut, my gut tells me twenty-four. That's my what I was going to say, and yeah, I, my, I, heart, my heart says thirty. And that's I a fucking know. shame because Jeff Parker's been knocking it out with X Men First Class, and and oh, even yeah. though it's oh, the yeah. second volume, we're going into you know we're going into multiple years with that. Mm -hmm. So, but it's X Men. Just, yeah, but it's it's X Men First Class, which was around when most of the recent comic readers weren't born. So, uh, it's. I don't. I. I'll. If if we're gonna have a friendly wager, then then I have to. Uh, I. I think Chris is being generous with thirty. Oh, huh? so there's no wager then. This is it's. So maybe it's. I'm not, not going to say fifty. I should be with. Yeah, maybe I'm not going to. I, I can't. I, I can't say fifty. I would love. Yeah. It all right. Be, bet but, with me. Okay. What, what are we going to bet? Uh, I'll bet you. I'll bet you a Coca-Cola on it. Okay, and I'll bet you one of those fancy pants drinks you like. I say Agents of Atlas in the right climate with the right marketing will go I'll 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 be Mr. Optimist. I'll say it it'll, it'll make it to 50. Okay. Good. Okay. okay. Right. I wish you were right. And I'm, I'm I do hoping. too. I Now Grant Morrison and I'll make a couple sigils. It's what 11. Well, Grant, Grant will have to get his arm off of Pat Loika for him to do anything with the events. <laughs> did the, you guys? Uh, um, um, speaking of Agents of Atlas, did you? And I'm not, you know, I don't want to plug my my other show. Well, actually, I do. Um, did you Did you hear the the Don Glute interview? Indeed, yes, yeah. we, yes. it was awesome. And kind of the the origins of the Agents of Atlas. He that was created, funny. He created yeah. that team. Yeah, because they couldn't use. The Captain America. These are the characters you can't use. Now go find your own to make. Yeah, he found right. you know Gorilla Man in an old comic. He's like, well, I can use this guy. So yeah, that was it. Was all based out of that what if story. What if the uh, what was the what if? What if the Avengers had um, been around in the fifties? Been, been around in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, had formed in the fifties. So yeah, it was it was interesting hearing how Don kind of picked those picked those characters, and you know it was kind of Roy Thomas's assignment to him. So. That's, uh, I thought that was that was a lot of fun to hear firsthand from uh, from him. So and yeah. now see that now see that as an ongoing series. And you know I, I hope that I hope that series goes on for four hundred issues. I just know the the comics client that that the climate that that's not something that is probably going to jump to the the top in sales. There were um, speaking of San Diego news, um, Garth Ennis is coming back to Punisher. Albeit he weekly, really left. I mean, well, not yet. He hasn't. The last issue hasn't shipped yet. But uh, in December, there will be a Punisher Warzone weekly comic okay. book, which takes place during the time of uh, the Enos and Dylan Marvel Knights Punisher book. 
I'm just I'm pretty Ennis Punisher out. Okay. I know I'm in the minority there, but I stopped reading it around issue 40. It's just because it's it's very one note. Wow. Punisher. It's just but pretty much every arc is pretty much the same. Well, if you read, no, go ahead, Vince. Is this a weekly Max book or is this? No, I see that. That's why I the way it said the way they mentioned it on the Mondo Marvel panel is since it takes place during the Marvel Knights Enos and, and Dylan series I don't think and that's why I don't think it's a Max book because the Max books are pretty much planned out for the next year and a half or so because you have the, new, the, the, the three writers alternating arcs and I think they all have at least five arcs planned so you're talking about 15 arcs and if, if each one is five to six issues, so you're talking about at least a year and a half. So this is going to be a standalone series, but I don't think under the Max imprint. It's, it's the 90s all over again. Well, the, the you, but, Punisher had three books in the 90s. Yes, Warzone, but this War is, the, I, I think, I, it's, this a, is, it's a six it's, issue. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a weekly, mini. it's a weekly mini series. And oh, it's, it's a mini series. Yes, yeah. yes, it's, it's oh, a mini series, okay. and it's, it's called Warzone, and it comes out in December, and I'm pretty sure it's not because the movie comes out in December with the same name. So mm-hmm. that's why I think uh, they're doing it that way. Okay, because I was going to ask, is The Punisher popular enough to sustain a, a weekly book? But since it's a miniseries, it's... Yeah, no, question I, is, is, is yeah for, and, for a month and a half. And, and with Ennis writing it, I, I think so. I tell you what, with this last arc, this Valley Forge, Valley Forge, oh, Ennis', Ennis's <laughs> last run here has been, mm-hmm. has been outstanding. And, yeah, it, probably, and, and, yeah, it, and it ties it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice tie, you know, because if, if you read Barracuda or the one, or the Widowmaker, or just any of their, or, any of the Punisher arcs, or, well, no, but I'm just talking about the, the Punisher series. If you read any of those arcs by themselves, then they're a great Punisher tale. You get everything you need to know. But Valley Forge actually shows that. There was a there was a plot that 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 Enos had a plan, and everything kind of I don't want to say it all ties into this, but they they are touching on things in Valley Forge Valley Forge that happened years ago in the Max title. So it does. I always thought that the, you know I could read them as standalone throwaway story arcs, but he had a plan, and it's 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 apparent with this arc. The only that's other uh, the and and it's and that's cool because. You know, it's it's kind of outside the the fringe. It's it's outside regular Marvel continuity. So it's nice to see something like that actually happen. But the only it's, it's other a, it's a part of uh, Marvel's multiverse, right? That's right. Because you know, you have the Ultimate Universe, you have Exiles. Even though they don't have a multiverse, <laughs> I think I think we all know they do. Um, sure, they do. They How are about Remender. Remender on Booster Gold. How about that? See, you just stepped on me, man. I was going to let you. Talk I know you're talking about. too much. You're talking too much. About I just, Marvel. I just had one more thing, though. All right, go ahead. And you might like this because War Machine's getting a new series. Oh yay! Oh, yes, by it did come on, it's Rhodey. <laughs> it's Bro- written by Greg Bro- Pak, dude. Yes, it's written by Greg Pak, and it's, uh, it's, it's taking the place of Iron Man, director of Shield. So they're, I guess, canceling that series, and War Machine will take its place. That is going to be that is going to be a kick-ass miniseries. Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. I wanted it. I wanted to hear that. Yeah, that's going to be the best eight issues ever made. <laughs> Man, have, have, they, have, they, have they finished the crew yet? Yes. Why you got to do that, man? 
I love Dude, right. that book. The knife, I love the, knife the is crew. Right that still pisses me off. The knife is right between the second and third rib, dude. <laughs> I got to give David a little bit of uh, a pro- props because he suggested I take a look at Scar, Son of Hulk. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I looked at the second issue, and I'll tell you, Butch Geis, oh, yo, he nails it. He's oh, the he man. Dude, just, I guess there's a backup hits. series. Is uh, well, the, that, the, yeah, it started in the second issue. The first issue was all Scar with with Garney. Oh, the second okay. issue is Garney and and Geis on the two stories. Yeah, but I, I'm not a big fan of just colored pencils. But and that's what Garney's work is. There's no inker on it, but it yeah, still looks looks damn good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Garney's firing on all cylinders, and Geis is just amazing. I may have to buy it, but I'm I'm going to wait for the hardcover because I think that's something I would want. All in one chunk. Mm-hmm. But I will say, David was right. And you're not going to hear that very often. No, I definitely won't. No. We need to... Yeah, this is prosperity right here. It's good. I, I really I really like the first issue. Although Me too. Yeah. A, a great continuation of uh, Planet Hulk. Better continuation than World War Hulk. Yes, I agree there. Because, because it's removed from the Marvel Universe. Absolutely. I don't have to worry about registration or who the hell's a scroll i hope and uh, from what i've seen i all of the baggage that they've loaded down the marvel universe with in the past year year and a half is gone that give me that book that's what i'm hoping agents of atlas is well i was oh, gonna ask I, I mean I, I saw it announced today but did they say anything about if it, is it going to be in the present day is it going to be in continuity or is it going to be standalone the which the war machine agents of atlas. oh who the hell's talking about war machine <laughs> Apparently, the people at Mondo Marvel, um, the Agents of Atlas, because they appeared in the uh, Secret Invasion one shot that came out a couple of weeks ago. So I'm guessing it's probably going to be present day. I I just hope that they just let them do their own little thing. Yes, yes, so do I. I do too. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with pocket universes. That's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You you need the calm in the middle of the the huge shitstorm that that is normally transpiring. That's why that's, that's why, why that's why runaways appeals to so many people is because they've done a pretty good job of keeping that that team doing their own thing and they have the you know the occasional crossovers with young avengers or or whoever but uh you know runaways is kind of its own thing. It is in the Marvel universe, but they're there doing you know runaway stuff. Yeah, same right. thing with and the cosmic books, Nova and Guardians of the right. Galaxy. I was just yep. going to say that. And 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 Booster Gold if you don't like what's going on with the crises, you can check out Booster Gold, and there's a it taps a rich, super rich vein of DC history. Yep. Wasn't, Booster Gold wasn't the, wasn't the end? Oh, what wasn't no, the no. end of uh, one million? Just awesome. Yes, a little bit sad, but I yeah. mean, because I knew it was coming. Yeah. But yes, it, I, I would ex- I would have expected nothing less from that character. You Booster like Gold the, uh, is the real epilogue for 52, though. You know, it really is that. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's also such a nice homage to all the great moments in DC history, too, I think, Absolutely. at least so far. Has, has everybody read it? Uh, probably not David, I would think. Not yet, no. Okay, so we won't say anything. Okay, oh, I was going to. Did you guys like the Rip Hunter reveal? And that's, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Absolutely. Was that, yeah, that was awesome. So. Yeah, very cool. <sighs> I, di- I, I didn't um, peg that one. That was a complete surprise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I, the thing is that that gets me with Booster Gold. Sorry, David. That's is the Jer- the Jurgens art. It feels like Death of Superman era comic books. See, and that's and that's why I'm I'm interested in checking it out because as as pretty much the creator of Booster Gold, I want to see what Jurgens did on it, even though he's not. He wasn't writing it, right? It was it was John's writing it, right? right. John's okay. and then Katz, yeah. Okay, so 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 Jurgens only did the art, but I, that's what really interested me at first is that here's the creator of the character drawing the character again, but I can definitely, but that that early Dan Jurgens doing Booster Gold with Mike DiCarlo on inks is definitely different than the Death of the Superman era Dan Jurgens, and and I can. Now I see where, where you're going with that, Vince. You know, I'm glad you said Mike DiCarlo. I miss because, him. Yeah, Mike DiCarlo is still working because he inked um, Stuart McKenney's work on the DC Super Friends. Nice. That came out, yeah, that came out Wednesday. Good for it's, him. It's one of the Johnny DC books. But if I, I have to plug it because Tom probably bought this. Really have too. to? The, 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 <laughs> no, really, it's awesome. The the JLA turns into monkeys. Gorilla Grodd's in it. Nice. But it's for a it's lighthearted, just fun superhero comic. It's really don't underestimate the Johnny DC books. We've talked uh, about been, them. It don't yeah. no one's underestimated them. We talked about Shazam last week, and and uh, and I I I buy a bunch of them for my sons. They're good. But Do you buy them you buy the Super Friends for? Uh, I have, in fact, for my. For my older son Colin's uh, birthday, we gave out uh, Super Friends number one and Tiny Titans. Nice, awesome. That is awesome. And and you said you glad I brought up Mike DiCarlo. Where else are you going to hear about Inker Love? You are the man of 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 the Inker knowledge. (laughs) It it actually is kind of fucking scary. The champion of inking justice. (laughs) It's just sad that they don't get any love, man. I know, I know. I'm sorry. What, What do they do again? They trace. They embellish. Oh, God. Are you going to have to I just watched Chase Gamey again. And, uh, so yeah. you're a tracer? Yeah. yeah. I want the guy to draw a blunt man in comic to sign my comic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and, so, great uh, so, and we had uh, we just talked about Booster Gold. Rick Remender will be. Uh, yeah. Two issues yeah. he's coming on for? Two or three? Yeah, he's not. Going to no, I don't think he's the. I think he said okay. just an arc or so, or the first couple issues, the next couple issues. There wasn't anything about being an ongoing. He actually, he went. I think on uh, on Twitter to reiterate that he is not the new ongoing okay. writer of the series. He needs to be a little careful. I mean, I know he's just taking whatever he he can get right now to make a name for himself, but he's to me at least on the mainstream side, he's getting a little bit of a reputation now as the guy that they kind of just throw at at a book for a couple issues to. To keep it going until they decide how long, what to do. How long has he been on Punisher War Journal? I mean, I know he's writing it with Fraction, but he's been on it for a few issues now. Well, that's why I said the DC stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's he does not, want he does want to get known as a book killer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, as long as you don't interview him, Chris, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> hey, that's, there's a lot of truth in that statement. So. <laughs> I think he'll be very good for the books. I, I think no. I think Rick will do fine with it, yeah. Good evening, guys. This is Justin Hall from the AC Forums. Uh, just calling to let you know, uh, I've been listening to your show a whole lot lately. You've been catching up, uh, listening to the last uh, eight or nine shows in a row in the last two days. Uh, good stuff. Uh, it's pretty sick that I had to catch up like that. 
But now uh, I'm going to be one of your weekly listeners. You'll probably see me on the boards here in a little bit. But uh, I'm going to let you know that uh, tonight at 11, I will be joining you guys with the brew. Not listening to you, but just joining you. And I'm going to be drinking a nice Belgian ale, Chimay. Uh, so that's one of my uh, ideas for uh, the uh, weekly drink there for you. I don't know if uh, Chris is... Uh, Chris is up on his chimay, but uh, some good stuff. Uh, I guess keep it up. Uh, love the show. All right. Peace. One more piece of good news out of San Diego. I know Vince is going to be tapping the clock here soon, but um, Umbrella Academy number two. Number two, yes. Series yeah. two, yes. Outstanding. With the, same, with the same creative team minus... James Jean on uh, on covers. He's he's not going to be able to do the covers, but yeah. I love it, and that's that. That's my one sore point. With well, it really is the one sore point I have with Identity Crisis is that they they gave Michael they they had someone else do the covers instead of Rag Morales, who was doing such a great job. Morales and Bear, I think, did a great job on the interiors that they couldn't give them the covers, mm-hmm. and that's who they 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 model the. Uh, the action figures from that line on Turner's covers instead of the interior. But if, if Bob's going to do the covers, then, then even better as my, as I love Jeans's covers. Th- those were gorgeous, but oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for Bob. If he's going to do the, if he's going to do the inside, then let him do the outside. Sorry, oh. Vince. No, I, I thought you said Jesus did the covers. I didn't say there's no. a trick. Jeans yeah. is. <laughs> oh. Well, I thought Umbrella Academy was the surprise hit of 2007. Uh, yeah. It, when I heard when I heard that, you know, the guy from My Chemical Romance was writing a comic, I thought, oh boy, Vanity Project written all over it. But um, that was a really unfair judgment, and it was a fantastic series. Yeah, uh, and and Ba's art just fits it so well. I mean, Vince, perfect example. So this is, gets back to what we were saying with Ba. His his style on Umbrella Academy, I don't think would be all that well suited for Avengers, but I think it looks right. great in Umbrella Academy. You it's know. funny you say that, because one of the comments when I posted the news item, the the link to uh, Comic Book Resources has an image. I think it's a variant cover to the first issue by Jim Lee, who I think he does some really nice images, but mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be. He's not exact. I, I don't want to see his version of the team really, mm-hmm. and and that's who does a variant cover. So I agree with you where there are just certain styles that fit certain books or certain teams or certain certain characters yes i i'm i guess i'm in the minority i don't let the style influence my perception of the the stories at all in in terms of what you guys are talking about like you know bonding with the characters uh, it that doesn't matter to me i can i can read uh, if if mike plug drew the avengers i would probably like it you know what i'm saying it doesn't matter who draws it if i like the character depends on what character it is Depends on what character on, on what book it is. It's like you know, uh, to to have anyone else draw a preacher besides Steve Dillon would be would be tough for me to to yeah. to look at that if it was exactly. like a, a totally different style, you know. Yeah. I mean, to have me. anyone else but get- go mad draw Ultimate Three, I mean, it just wouldn't be right. Carl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barks could have drawn preacher. You know, I'm sure too. But see, I yeah, but I don't, and that's where I disagree with you, Vincent. Agree with Chris, where it that, that was a singular vision. That was just yeah. 
Enos and Dylan throughout the whole thing. I mean, Avengers, yeah, seeing a plume version of the, the Avengers it, would be great because how many different versions have there been? Right, but that's just the way Preacher turned out. It was, it was, I, I'm like, sure like, it was planned that way, but there was no unforeseen circumstances that stopped Dylan from drawing an Can issue. you imagine, like, Steve McNiven drawing proof? Yeah. Wow. Really? You know, I can imagine it, yeah, because I know what Steve McNiven draws like, and I know what I, I'm experienced with the book proof, and I'm not saying that it would be a great issue, but yeah. I'm not, it, would, it wouldn't hinder my enjoyment of the story just because someone a mismatched artist didn't draw it. See, now I, that's, know, I just don't think it's that now that's a topic for another day where when you read a when you read a comic, are you reading the words or are you looking at, at the picture which is telling the story for you? Because how will that paint how the how the issue plays out to you? Right. Well this gets back to are you a writer guy or an artist guy? Yeah. Or a character guy. Mm-hmm. Well for me it's a it's a combination of both. Like I base my experience on what is between the two covers. I don't say, well, this doesn't look like the last issue, therefore I'm not going to like it as much, or whatever Whatever falls between those two pieces of, of very thin these days, pieces of cover stock, uh, that's what I go by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if it's against the grain, then it's, then it's a different experience. I, I, I don't base anything on anything other than what I got in my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'm weird. Respect that. No, I think that's great. I, I, I'm not like that, but I, I respect that you are like that. I just right. can't. Just and, I'm, not and I'm not. Right, I'm not calling anybody nuts for for doing that. That's mm-hmm. what you enjoy. Then ride that wave, you know. There you go. Well, kudos yeah. to Umbrella Academy too. That's all I know. There you gotcha. go. I'll be- and, and you know, James Jean is not doing the book because his uh, his his art is blowing up. Yeah, his schedule's too too crazy, too uh, too busy to. Stop and do the. I guess well to say stop and do the covers for uh, for a new miniseries. But yeah, just and he wants gallery. he wants to get into the right. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. You know who they should get to do the covers, and it wouldn't be too much of a stretch from Obviously. James Jean, the cover artist for Buffy. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Joe Chen. Right, right. She, she'd be Chen. amazing on those yeah. covers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, especially now that she's not going to be doing the Runaways covers. Yeah. Or ha- has she been now that Michael Ryan's been doing the art? Has, has she still been doing the covers for Runaways? Uh, I think she has, but I don't well, think she's doing it for the Terry Moore. No, she's definitely not doing it for the Ramos for for the more Ramos series. But I don't know if after after Vaughn and Alfana left, if if Joe Chen left as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, um, one other thing that came out this week, I wanted uh, to make sure and mention. I know that Vince will uh, will agree with me. Uh, the Madman Atomic Comics uh, Volume One came out this week. The trade. Mm-hmm. So, if you've been putting off on uh, on checking out the uh, the Madman goodness, you can uh, mm-hmm. you can go pick that trade up now. It's and- a bizarre marriage of mainstream comics and experimental work. I love he it. He is doing oh, he's doing some stuff in that that'll just it just sets everything you know about comics upside down. Mm-hmm. But he does it within the narrative that he started in the first issue. So you get your your standard, you know, uh, what you expect from superhero comics, and then you get this wild and just off-the-wall experimentation that's just, it's, it's a singular vision. You're not going to find that anywhere else but Madman Atomic Comics. There you How's go. How's that? No, that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, another- I mean, come on, 
he he drew one issue in in forty or fifty different styles. That was cool. That, that, that's crazy. Then, then there's a, a an issue that's completely wordless. There's an issue that the first panel and the last panel are one continuous panel. Mm-hmm. If you if you stretch them all out, and 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 you know if you rip your book apart and put them end to end, it's one huge panel. Mm-hmm. That that's no. just crazy. Agreed. Go ahead. No, I was going to um, say, speaking of shout-outs this week, something I definitely think needs a little bit of attention is the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Yeah. Called Comic Book Legal Defense, CBLDF, presents Liberty Comics, number one. And the proceeds, as you might imagine, go to the Legal Defense Fund, which I think is certainly worthy of our time and attention and a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Uh, it's sitting in my, my. I just looked through it. I haven't read it, but it's uh, just looking at the solicit here. It, it's there's two stories, two main stories in the book. One is written by Garth Ennis, penciled and inked by Derek Robertson, and the other story is written by Mr. Darwin Cook, and interestingly, penciled and inked by Dave Stewart. So, <laughs> I think and isn't uh, there a Phillips and Brubaker story in there too? Uh, well, if I, there, I thought I saw Phil. Maybe there is. Uh, if there is, I don't see it here. But oh, Vince, you're going to be upset whenever I tell you this. Uh oh. Well, oh. get it out of the way. No, I was just going to say I had I had uh, I had seen uh, uh, Quimby's Comics is a, is a really well known independent comic store, and I'm by independent mm-hmm. I mean independent. It's the, there are no capes in the store, and um, uh, it's really renowned for for being a, a small press and independent store here in Chicago. Um, on this coming Monday, Eddie Campbell is going to be there for a signing. Oh my God! Um, are gets- you going? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my from hell hardcover and uh, have have him sign it and 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 try and uh, chit chat with him for a little bit. Um, Saturday, August second at four p.m. Gary Panther. Oh, get out! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to be like the the equivalent of the Grateful Dead groupie and just follow Gary Panther across the country because I saw him at Mocha, mm-hmm. and you know, I've 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 met him in. Uh, the New York City Comic Con. When did we go, David? Uh, 2007. 2000, 2007. I met him in 2006. Yeah, he's going to be there yeah. with uh, Joe Carducci. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Buy, buy, go, to, go to see Gary Panner and buy some stuff from him. Okay. Okay. There you go. So, Excellent. But uh, did you happen to look at the Art Adams uh, drawing in the Legal Defense Fund book? It's Monkey Man and O'Brien. Oh, is it? And she's <sighs> she's no no. Get this, she's nude, mm-hmm. but she's wrapped up in red tape. Get it? Uh-huh. And and he just that man is uncanny. He knows what parts of her body to let <sighs> come through the, the tape and what parts to hide. <sighs> it's so it's so damn sexy. I it's love awesome. Art Adams. He is he is yeah. he is the epitome of awesome. He yep. is the best. Yeah. Um, see, I bought mine from DCBS, which is kind of you know the wrong way to do it because I got it at a super discount. Yeah, but so, so did they. So they, it's yes, they get the same. Legal Defense gets. Oh, the they same. do. Yeah, yeah. So, so they get the dis. The, they get the price that the retailers get it for. Absolutely sure, because the retailers. Oh, okay, they're yeah. great. Diamond retailers still get no. their their piece of flesh. Right. Uh, hey, did you see the Rick Veach page in there too? 
It's awesome. I actually ripped that out and. <laughs> nah. Ah. <laughs> uh, you're the devil. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it for this week. We're working on an hour and a half. Unless anybody has anything else they want to bring Just up. Just one quick hit. Okay. Uh, what did you guys think of the Batman movie? Well, we I didn't see it. Oh, it's all, um, two and a half of the best hours of my life. Nice. Better the man. I thought you were about to poo-poo it, and I was going to have to go nuts on uh, you. It was, uh, it was uh, absolutely brilliant. I had huge expectations, and it actually exceeded them. I couldn't agree more. I, I loved Iron Man. I thought it was a fun, fun, surprisingly sure. stuff movie. But Batman The Dark Knight was a brilliant film mm-hmm. that happened to be about comic book characters. It was so good, I really do want to see it again this weekend. And I'm not the kind of person that typically goes to see movies more than once. It was Don't that go good. see Batman this weekend. Go see X-Files. <laughs> no, that doesn't... Yeah, you can go see... see- but I don't need to see that on the big screen. I'll buy that on. Oh, yeah, the- you do. Yeah, you do. You, you can you can go see Batman the week after this. So yeah, go see X Files. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to get your X Files fixed, just go look for the old Topps comics adaptation. <laughs> hey Vince, which which are very good. By Vince, the, way. The, the the movie's already made, buddy. It's coming out whether I see it or not. So you don't have to worry. It's not but like a comic book. Throwing, if enough people don't see it, it gets canceled. Your, your two bits into the into the coffers. Thank you. That's buy my DVD. Yeah. It's too late then. We need this film to do well because then we will get more X Files films, just like the comic. I'm not we sure. Need people. I'm not sure you can go home again though. I loved the oh, show. I think you can, but I didn't particularly care for the movie, the first movie. So, oh yeah, I don't know how many fans did. How many fans did really enjoy the first movie? My hands up. Hello, Vince, Vince yeah. and I think Matthew Guy maybe. Oh. Come on. Not shot. I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed the X-Files movie. It was <gasps> yeah, on the I, big I, I thought it was very good. But Chris, you liked The Dark Knight, too. I like so Lucas that's, Black, that's, so. Um, that's Lucius? Yeah. Lucius, Lucius Fox? No, Lucius the, Fox. The, 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 the kid from the X-Files movie. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I totally missed your point. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought Dark Knight, I thought it was better than Batman Begins. I thought it was a, a better movie. Really? Yeah, cool. no, oh, definitely. It, it, it's, well, it's just nice to have the origin story what out about, of the way. Right, right. What about people that uh, have said that this was more like, you know, Lucius played Q to Batman's Bond, or they really didn't like Batman's voice in this movie? Wah, fucking wah. Okay, yeah. that's wow. cool. No, I can live with that. I, he, I, he has an effective voice, but it, mm-hmm. it, that literally is maybe the one nitpick that would make this from a score of 100 out of 100 to maybe a 99. There are one or two scenes where the voice sounds really affected, but but again, it's such a nitpick. I mean, I, I, I lined it up against all the other comic book movies, and it, mm-hmm. there are so many more glaring things that you can bitch the, about. The, the whole thing with, cool. with, with Fox being the cue to his James Bond is that it makes sense. That, yes. that's, the whole, that's, the whole, that's the whole premise of of this Christopher Nolan created Batman world is that it makes sense. It's plausible. And right. for Bruce Wayne to have those things, 
he would have to have someone like that. It makes those things plausible. And yeah, if if he's going to be running around the city that he lives in, he's going to have to alter his voice. Okay, mm-hmm. because otherwise people are going to recognize his voice. So it is an altered voice. But you know, I had um, out of, out of the entire what two hour and thirty two hours thirty two minutes, whatever it was, my only my only um, complaint about it, and it's not a complaint. Um, is that I thought it was a hair too long. I would have loved to have seen them, um, and I'm gonna. I I don't want to spoil it. I I I I wish that they had wrapped it up about 20 minutes earlier and had um, carried some stuff over into a third movie. I completely agree with you. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I I I there was a point in the movie where I thought it was about to roll credits. Yep. You know, and it didn't. So yep. I, I agree with you, but let's not spoil it. Yeah. So that was, that was my only thing is that I think, I think it could have been twenty minutes shorter and extended, so into it into another movie. But that's cool. it. Wow. Other than that, it was perfect. Okay. So it was quite well, the I opposite won't... of uh, Batman Gotham Knight. Didn't see I like it. Gotham Knight. Okay. No, I liked ahead. some of it. I liked some of it more than that. It was a it was a six issue anthology piece done in anime style, and some of them are great. Some of them are okay. Some of them are yeah, that's all right. But uh, you know, fifteen minutes sounds like that, anime. Uh, that, is it like that Matrix? It sounds like that. It is, okay, from absolutely. what I understand, very, 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 very much like the Animatrix. Yep, okay. and they they didn't know bones about it that's what they were trying to do and brian azarillo had my favorite written um or or scripted episode out of all of the the six of them even more so than the greg Rucka one i thought thought azarillo did an absolutely outstanding story in there so cool well there you go i didn't see either one of them so i can't say anything we love you anyway and I'll, i'll probably wait till uh the dark knight comes out on dvd to see it i'm i'm in no hurry Final Crisis. Uh, didn't didn't like the first one. What's that? I didn't like Batman Begins. <laughs> oh no, no, didn't didn't like it at all. So that's why I'm not all gung ho to see this one. Well, you probably won't like this one. You never know. But I, I I'm I'm not going to comment on it because, like I said, I didn't see it. And then what I saw in the trailer, I can comment on that. But that's not the whole movie. So mm-hmm. I, I'll reserve uh, judgment until I see the entire thing. Well, you are quite unlike many other comic book fans, my friend. I guess. <laughs> What are you going to do? How are you not going to comment on shit you do not know? Uh, it's not fair. It's not fair. Don't get me started. <laughs> now that, that'll be for another show. There you go. Hey, guys. It's Tom Morrison Forums. i got to say, I love uh, last week's episode. can't wait to hear the next one. And I'd like to give a uh, basically a big compliment to everybody who's been on the forums. We've kept the best redhead argument going on for now 13 days i thought you know, i was a bit surprised it went through the first day let alone now up to 13 days and truth be told i think everyone has had some great comments i hope we can keep that thread going because one thing i've noticed about comics redheads are very popular and well i'm not just talking about archie i'm talking we they have some hot redheads, and I have to say that's one thing that seems to be lacking in all other mediums: appreciation for redheads. Anyway, I, I hope to hear this later on the show, and as always, keep it keep it being fun. Let's uh, put this baby to sleep. We'll be back here again next week. When? 
11 o'clock. 11.26. There's nasty. <laughs> I'm getting nasty feedback from somebody, so it's a good thing we're calling it uh, a, a day. Well, sto- a night, storms be damned. Hopefully we'll be in, uh, in your podcatcher earlier than we are this week. Right. Be down. Yeah. Leave, a, leave an iTunes review. Kiss your mother. Yes. Go look for back issues in the circle. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. Bye-bye.